The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. And I'm going to be one of your hosts for the hours, but with us today, we also have one of our new co-hosts, Andre Howard, Vice President of the Center on Leadership with Alliance for Strong Families and Communities. Uh, Andre, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, great. And also today um, with us to kind of help us talk about succession planning to ensure leadership and program continuity, we have the CEO from Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services and also one of our former co-hosts here at Leadership Matters, uh, Jenny Firmer. Jenny, Hi, thank you so much for joining us. Great. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on the air with us, Jenny. Thank you so much. So I'm going to start with just asking both of yourselves, for those who may be less familiar with yourself, Jenny, as well as with yourself, Andre, just to share a little bit about who you are, the perspective you bring, and the organizations that you work with. I'll go first if you want. Great. Thank you, Jenny. Um, Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Service in West Palm Beach, Florida, serves um, the Palm Beach area, Palm Beach County area, and uh, we just celebrated our 41st anniversary. Um, I have been the CEO since July. Um, Congratulations. And I'm a proud graduate of the Executive Leadership Institute through the Woo-hoo. Alliance. Right. Yes. And we'll, we'll part of the alumni. there and say and uh, thank you to Audrey provide, for leadership um, doing our we, academy. Basically huh? what we do is we strengthen our communities by helping people during challenging times in their lives, and we have about 29 different programs. Wow. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny. Excellent. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show. And uh uh, even more excited to be uh, a host, I guess, on uh, upcoming uh, Leadership Matters uh, radio talk show on the fourth Wednesday. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to hearing you on the fourth Wednesdays of each absolutely. month. And we're going to talk a lot about uh, some provocative issues around the whole change leadership uh, piece in the sector. So I think uh, it promises to be a, a great show. But uh, uh, Andre Howard, again, Vice President of Center Leadership here at the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities in warm Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, uh, we are a national uh, membership organization, and we really uh, uh, help our network uh, think about what it takes to be high-impact, high-relevant 
uh, in the uh, communities and neighborhoods that they serve. So we offer a cadre of services uh, from public policy to uh, my own venue, which is focused on leadership development capacities. And um, Jenny Firmer mentioned about the Executive Leadership Institute, so uh, I help uh, organize that uh, uh, institute with our partner, University of Michigan uh, in, in Arbor. So. So we do a lot of uh, work for the sector, just really pushing and promoting our sector and really uh, making sure that we can help them meet the uh, needs uh, with the various communities and neighborhoods that they serve. So. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you both for being with us. And Jenny, I know when you were introducing yourself and mentioned the um, Executive Leadership Institute I was celebrating, I want to make sure that I did not um, overshadow something you were trying to communicate at that moment. Did you feel like you got everything out you wanted to say about yourself and or your organization? I, I think I did, and I'm sure that um, as we go along, we'll be talking more about the organization and um, as it relates to succession planning, so I'm good with that. And feel free to celebrate any time. <laughs> Great. Yes, I was, um, as Jenny mentioned, and <clears throat> Andre followed up with mentioning one of our, the three of our connectors was the Executive Leadership Institute um, that is sponsored by the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities and the University of Michigan. So Jenny and I actually met there as students. We are alumni of the um, Institute and uh, serve on the board. And we had Andre there as the, uh, I guess you actually oversee that program, right, Andre? That's correct. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, so a great place to to develop knowledge, networks, and um, opportunities for partnerships. So awesome. Absolutely. Yes. So succession planning. Um, gosh, I think I'm going to dive in. I think we can look at that from a lot of different directions. So I think in diving into the topic, I'll ask each of you just to share a little bit about what succession planning means to you and why you think it's significant in the life of an organization. Well, I'll start, if Jenny, if you don't mind. I, I guess just off the top, I, I think, you know, as we consider succession planning, um, particularly for our our sector, so I'm, I'm really directing this to the nonprofit sector, um, I, I think succession planning really is an opportunity to identify and to coach, um, you know, individual talent that might succeed in the organization uh, once uh, those top positions are kind of uh, become open. Um, and so it's really about honing and cultivating um, the talent that's necessary to prepare uh, for the continuation of the organization and, and more importantly to sustain that organization. And so uh, succession planning is powerfully important. Um, it's interesting, um, uh, a new report came out today uh, from the nonprofit HR. They did their annual survey. And, and the great news, of course, is that you know nonprofits are certainly projecting job growth in 2015. Uh, that certainly will even the corporate sector, um, as well as you know the nonprofit sector becoming a great place to find employment uh, and to grow uh, as a career. Um, however, uh, there's a disconnect because there is not enough investment taking place around uh, such activities like succession planning. 
uh, for the future. And so although the sector itself is growing uh, wonderful opportunities, we're still not prepared to, again, think about what happens after the old proverbial bus might come along and, and may hit a number of leaders or uh, when retirement really takes place. And so uh, succession planning really, to some degree, is a lifeline of uh, an organization that's truly going to be sustainable and truly going to be successful in the future. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I appreciate um, your sharing that as well as the news that's come out today regarding the, the growth in the sector. You know, as you were talking, it, what came to mind for me was our, uh, one of our other new um, co-hosts, uh, Jerome McFadden, who's the CEO of um, Volunteers of America here on the Southwest. And I remember um, having the pleasure of facilitating with him uh, some of his think tank sessions, and he was doing 10-year projections regarding the positioning of his organization with an eye to figuring out what was necessary and needed uh, regarding talent development and the succession of of staff in senior-level positions. So I, I, you know, I've always thought of him as being a very forward-thinking um, leader. Right. Um, just in general and certainly in the sector, and that he would be probably on the other side of that article, you know, maybe talking about the exceptional who right. actually do do a great job of um, looking forward and planning forward. So awesome was just a thought that came to mind as you shared that. I always tell you all he's such a great leader, and right. I think that's a, probably another reason why he stands out. So we'll look forward to hearing more from him, from him on the third Wednesdays of each month when he co-hosts the um, Leadership Matters radio show. Jenny, how about yourself? Kind of jumping in, I may want to add to what Andre talked about with regards to what succession planning is and why it may be so significant to the life of an organization. Mm-hmm. I, I would um, add that my thoughts about succession planning are not just your top leadership positions. I think that... Um, when I think about succession planning and talent management in particular, I think obviously about, you know, what would happen if some key people in, for example, director positions were hit by the proverbial bus yesterday. But I also think so much about how we uh, focus on pipeline in all positions within the organization um, really encouraging leadership at all levels within the organization and how important it is for us as a sector to harness and cultivate um, particularly emerging professionals who come in all shapes and sizes and all ages. You know, no longer are we just talking about traditional um, students who then kind of go through... Uh, the same traditional tracks in terms of career. We're seeing people who go back to school at any age mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get different kinds of degrees. So they, they become pro- emerging professionals. And I think how we as an organization develop that culture mm-hmm. or that climate that really um, harnesses and um, motivates and engages and mentors, as, as Andre said, um, that emerging professional in terms of, of pipeline for mm-hmm. leadership positions within the organization. Yeah, love it. And, you know, we'll add um, to that, you know, just the whole thought of succession planning. I know that we're talking a lot today about 
looking inside the organization and having that succession plan for those who are uh, within the organization as staff. And I know we also are each aware of the need for succession planning on our boards mm-hmm. and making sure that we have um, board development going on and some things built into that process of system that um, affords an opportunity to ensure mm-hmm. that we get continuity at the board level as well. Right. Yes. And, and I think in some ways we, we may do that better, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just generally speaking, because we're constantly thinking about kind of who the next president is. You know, mm-hmm. many boards have life cycles or certainly mm-hmm. have bylaws mm-hmm. where people are on the board for a certain period of time and then maybe rotate off or, mm-hmm. or do something else. And so it's mm-hmm. built into that process. Mm-hmm. But I think um, for us as, as um, kind of looking within the organization why it's so important for planning and management is we can communicate career paths for each individual. And I don't think we generally do a good job of that. We don't. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. I mean, just to add on to what Jenny's saying, too, mm-hmm. The succession planning process, I mean, people think it's a a very arduous and rigorous one. It doesn't have to be. Um, It only becomes that way when we wait to the end or when it's too late. And so, you know, as we think about engaging the whole succession planning process, uh, I mean, it could be made simple. And I think, you know, taking those simple steps up front way ahead of time really uh, proves for success at the end of the day. So that's important to certainly consider as we discuss this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Any other just key facts before we kind of dive into some of the elements of a good succession plan? Any other key facts or thoughts that you think might should be considered uh, when engaging in succession planning or deciding if this is something we're going to take on within an organization? The only other piece I would add is just making sure that uh, if you're going to do it, that uh, there is some investment. So although the process, I believe, can be an easy one and not so rigorous, uh, there's a resource element in terms of time, uh, in terms of developing uh, the talent, uh, to groom the talent, wherever they might be, uh, there will be investment that uh, is needed for uh, effective success in planning. And so just considering the investment aspect of this as well, I think is is probably a huge consideration to, to think about as you go into this process. Okay, great. When we come back, Jenny, I'll give you an opportunity to respond to that as well. Looks like we actually need to take a commercial break, so we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. 
for women? The pressure to achieve is stronger, the work hours longer, and the struggle for respect and authority more complex than ever. You want guidance on how to succeed, and you are not alone. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for our special series, Game Changing Women. Powerful women leaders will help you make sense of it all, analyze how you can change the game, and share their playbooks. Game Changing Women, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, bringing you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. For those of you who are just joining us, I am Cheryl White, Vice President of Training and Organization Development and General Manager of Innovisions with the Neighborhood House Association. And I'm so pleased to have with us today our co-host, Andre Howard, who's Vice President on the Center on um, Leadership. With the Alliance for Strong Families and Communities, when the Alliance is a nationwide umbrella organization that's based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, Andre, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, and still delighted as always to have our former co-host and our special guest today, Jenny Firmer, with us, who is now the CEO of Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services, and Jenny is based in West Palm Beach, Florida. So, again, Jenny. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, so we are talking about succession planning, and before we went to break, I thought before we would dive into some of the elements of a effective um, succession plan or planning process, I would pause and ask you, Jenny, and give you an opportunity to just respond to that last question about if there are any other facts or thoughts one might consider uh, with regards to deciding about, you know, should I, should I not engage in succession planning? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the issues, um, and we live it here at the organization at Jewish Family and Children's Service in West Palm Beach, is aging workforce issues. Um, I will share with you that the average age of our 200 or so employees, employees is 61, um, and Almost all of our management staff are what I would call lagging boomers. And so uh, when we think, when I think of succession planning, we're definitely talking about an aging workforce and the influx of millennials. Um, 
Tom Tierney, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, spoke about that CEO position in large numbers in the next five years will be available just because of, quote, the brain drain of, uh, for example, CEOs leaving. And it's the first time that we have four generations in the workplace, millennials, Gen Xs, boomers, and sometimes, and certainly in our case, for example, traditionalists. So I think that there's going to be... um, the Bureau of Standards uh, talks about, as the uh, U.S. Bureau of Statistics talks about, 2016, that 75% and older, there will be an increase of 83.4% in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And those um, who are 25 to 54, there will be an increase of 2.4%. And then there's a decrease of 16 to 24-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about pipeline, I think the aging workforce is definitely something that has to be considered. Yes, absolutely, and and more and more reason why we have to have focus programs that include that knowledge transferring Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that knowledge doesn't walk out the door and leave everyone kind of trying to start over from scratch as opposed to learning from um, generations past and current. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know how real it is. Is I was reading something recently, and it, it spoke about if we try to get people back on the moon. Think about the fact that how much technology has changed, and yes, that would be able to help. But there's actually no one who could, mm. who was at that time, able to provide any knowledge of how they did that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I know we have a, an emphasis here at the Alliance, too. Um, we call it the Encore Project. It's, it's for executives who uh, are retiring, um, um, thinking about using them in a way to uh, be able to share their knowledge and to be able to transfer and share that amongst the network because, again, that's a, a key critical element um, in the succession planning process is, mm-hmm. is to be able to share and transfer and connect that knowledge that uh, is so vitally important to think about for the sustainability of the sector. That's, that's yeah. well, so. Yeah, absolutely. So creating and developing that pipeline of um, talent um, that feeds into that succession plan, so critical. You know, one of the things that um, – I know in working with different organizations, they view succession planning very differently, and it may not be like at some of the municipalities and places where things have to be done and, you know, the um, competition for position is um, real important with regards to everyone having an opportunity. And so some organizations can sometimes think, oh, we can't do succession planning, and we like to tell them, yes, you can. It just requires us thinking ahead of time, and before that position becomes vacant, you can you know, post for, one, you can actually train cohorts of people mm-hmm. and, um, and have a cohort, a pool of talent that's been developed to be able to um, know that the talent is there that can compete. We can also, um, you know, and we're seeing it more and more even in the faith-based community where a um, pastor selection or ministry selection might happen even a year in advance, they hold the competitive process early on, and then that person has an opportunity to work in an assistant to position and then be placed in the position. And so it was was designed in the process for it to be, we bring you on early, 
you have an opportunity to do transfer knowledge, you have an opportunity to share and figure out how you're going to pass off the baton. So when the person leaves, everyone's on, you know, in a good space. The the um, organization's in a good space. Mm-hmm. The person who left can have an opportunity to communicate their legacy and knowledge and so on and so forth. And the person coming in doesn't feel like they just kind of have to jump in. Um, and, Jenny, you might even talk about the succession planning process that you went through and passing off the baton, you know, from Neil to yourself there at mm-hmm. Alpert. Uh, I think that might also be a good example to, to talk about as we dive into some of the good elements of a um, succession plan structure and process. Well, it was it was really interesting, and and I think this is happening more and more in faith based organizations, um, because I have some colleagues who were in similar positions as I was as the chief operating officer, and they kind of really have worked at the succession plan from within, um, and I know that's not always possible, and it's not always possible for all positions or you know managerial positions, senior positions within an organization. Um, but at the point um, of the last contract negotiations with our former CEO, Neil, um, the board uh, made a decision at the same time as to whether they were going to actually begin to think about a CEO search or whether they were going to uh, not do a national search but kind of look within the organization. And um, probably 18 months before Neil actually retired, I was approached by the president and asked if I would be interested in the CEO position. And um, the board had decided, obviously, not to do an external search. And so what that gave me the opportunity of doing, and the enti- entire organization, once that um, announcement was made, I think there was uh, a lot of exhaling and a lot of breathing mm-hmm. um, because the transition at least was to someone who was known mm-hmm. within the organization, had a leadership position within the organization as opposed to what could have impacted productivity in some significant way is that big unknown mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of cooler talk and who who's going to come in and the process of, um, which at times I know is really necessary, um, but it it somehow created the climate where people could just keep putting their best foot forward and not having to worry Mm -hmm. about the unknown. Mm -hmm. And it gave me an opportunity to really kind of do a succession planning look as I was vacating my position, who within the organization would be able to fulfill, if not my role specifically, some of my responsibilities. And part of that plan um, uh, included the recognition or resulted, I should say, in the recognition that one big piece, even though I was the COO, one big piece I felt that I would be needing was a chief administrative officer position. And so if I now draw our organizational chart, whereas we had the CEO, then myself as COO, I kind of created um, a team of senior managers, myself as the CEO, I I promoted someone from within to chief program officer, and then I have a chief administrative officer. And so the three of us are kind of like a bar stool um, and have created a new 
uh, organizational design, if you will, mm-hmm. that now has um, three senior leaders. Mm-hmm. Great. So that so you're saying that your board actually identified 18 months ahead of time. So you guys yes. pretty much had a year and a, and a half. Is that right, Jenny? Yes, correct. Right. So then you were able to do a nice... Um, Transition from the prior CEO, and then you're having been in that COO position, we're able to say, okay, what are we going to need structurally-wise and figure out what's the best structure? And then there was this whole reduction of anxiety. I mean, one would imagine that the people who probably have the most anxiety in a transition such as that would be those who are at the top of the organization, um, you know, simply because we, you never know if the incoming CEO is going to have a different ideal regarding their executive team. And once they have anxiety, if that anxiety leaves that space, I mean, everybody has their different levels of anxiety. But I think mm-hmm. being able to um, reduce the anxiety did, I'm sure, result in um, greater continuity and not loss of productivity. So I think that's a great case study. I appreciate your sharing that with us. Yeah, and Dr. White, if I could just also add to that. I, I think, again, as we've talked about before, preparedness is key critical here, right? It's being prepared. Um, you know, starting starting to think about the succession uh, planning processes as Jenny and her organization uh, did uh, months, maybe even years ahead of time. So when it's time to pass the baton, uh, you're not left behind if you're trying to do this in an emergency mode or at a last-minute mode because that really uh, spells disaster. So I think the, the, the earlier you can really engage the succession planning processes, the better for the organization. It's certainly more, much more respectful for the employees within that organization and just makes sense to do it as you talk about uh, organizational sustainability as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think just uh, from a basic leadership perspective, when we talk about um, leadership and being strategic, I always think of the, you know, on your mark, get set, and then go um, strategy where we really, as leaders, take the time to get on our mark. When I say get on our mark, I mean be intentional. Right. And to be intentional about the needs of the organization, not just today, but the needs of the organization for the future. And when we talk about succession planning, it really is the needs of the organization for the future and then, you know, getting set with regards to getting organized and seeing what we need to put in place in order to meet those needs. And uh, kudos to you and your organization, Jenny, for um, doing such a step back and really getting on your marks and, and getting set so the organization was able to just really keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other thoughts with regards to jumping into um, succession planning, you know, some of the elements, some of the structure, some of the processes that need to put, be in place. Looks like we actually have to go to commercial break again. <laughs> Heard a little cue there. So um, think about that, and uh, we're going to be right back. And I want to ask our um, listening audience, please feel free to send us emails at leadershipmatters at org or to call in at one. 866-472-5790 with your questions. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Do you know how to tell a great story? In business, the stories you tell play a big role in your success. Whether you're trying to get more clients or influence people as a leader, storytelling will help you do it. Story Powered with Leanne Pico is here to help you activate your storytelling superpower to build a better business and achieve your goals and dreams. Story Powered can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Today we are discussing succession planning. And uh, Jenny or... Um, I want to say Howard, which I know Andre. <laughs> Any additional um, thoughts that you would just add as we begin to transition more into further um, discussion on the elements of an effective succession plan or the process? Well, one of the thoughts that I had is um, as it relates to boards themselves and succession planning, they, as I said earlier, they tend to do better at it. But if we had on this conversation a board member, um, since we're all senior leadership within our organizations, I wonder, for example, what a board member would think about that whole succession planning for the CEO, which technically is the only employee that they quote hire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what what that would feel like for them, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of anxieties do they have around, do, do any of them ever think, oh my God, what would happen if Jenny decided to go live in, pick a place? Right. Um, you know, what would that mean for us as an organization? I don't know what our bench strength is, you know, what would that look like? I would imagine there'd be some time for us to talk about that, but 
from a board level perspective, any of us that have sat on boards and are responsible for, quote, hiring the CEO, I, I think it would just be like a hologram and like shifting it and seeing the whole process very differently. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And it's interesting because I don't know, um, I go back to Gerald, I remember facilitating a board retreat with them and an important piece of their discussion was having a pla- having in a place as part of their disaster planning, as part of their um, planning period, mm-hmm. a succession plan, and even a disaster plan for for you know hopefully not ever having to use it without it being a planned mm-hmm. nothing nothing um, no catastrophic event happening but mm-hmm. planning for the worst. And saying, you know, if something did happen and Gerald wasn't able to return to work on Monday, right. you know, um, what needs to be in place? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the only pieces I would add uh, to the, the element aspect is, uh, again, succession planning processes. You may want to also consider aligning it um, with your strategic plan, obviously. I think it needs to be an integral part of uh, the organizational culture and strategy. Um, I think you also need to be able to define uh, a sort of a process of, uh, of identifying those high potentials, right, uh, mm-hmm. those folks who uh, may be considered to um, replace uh, various leaders, emerging leaders to the executive leadership uh, cabinet. So you know, certainly think about what kind of process should we be putting in place. Is there a leadership development? program, you know, should they have to attend the Executive Leadership Institute at the Alliance as part of the process to be considered uh, as, a, uh, as part of that process. And I think the last piece is remembering that uh, these succession plans and planning processes are not static, that uh, things change as the environment changes internally and externally. Uh, we always have to go back and revisit our succession planning processes and, and, and make sure everything is still in alignment and things make sense and we still are on the right track in terms of our, our, our whole process. So I would just add those pieces to the mix as we consider effective uh, elements of succession planning. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Jenny, any thoughts from you with regards to if you were to say to our listening audience, um, these are key elements or these are key things that one wants to consider in moving forward to put together a succession plan, what would be some of your thoughts on that? Um, I think there would be, you know, two two things, and Andre said this, but I would just say it this way, that it's not a one-size-kind-of-fits-all approach, um, and that I think the element of multiculturalism needs to be thought through. Uh, I think there's a real danger in organizations like ours um, to um, I can't think of the expression right now, but when you want to surround yourself with people who think alike and act alike, mm-hmm. rather than really think about uh, very clearly what the organization may need today and tomorrow and two years from now and five years from now, mm-hmm. because we've also got to do all of this within the context of the organization, as Andre, you say, with the alignment to the strategic plan, but we also have to understand the environment, external environments in which we work. And if you said that, I missed it. But mm-hmm. it, it's kind of understanding the, the bobbing of the, bo- you know, the ship on the sea change mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, and that's kind of the image that comes to mind. Right. So I think um, 
you know, some of the things that I'm hearing is definitely uh, we, we would want to say, you know, step back and make sure that there's some agreement on the purpose and some of the guiding principles that will move that organization forward, make sure that whatever we come up with really fits the culture and mm-hmm. the organization's readiness. And I know, Andre, that you um, actually talked about it earlier with regards to making sure that there are the resources, that we're putting the resources toward that um, to make it a viable program. Uh, specific criteria and processes need to be thought about and put in place. And who's going to own it so that it doesn't fade away, but it becomes integrated into the uh, organization's processes and not just an event, as you, both of you mentioned as well. And how do you link it to, I think, Jenny, you talked about, you know, some of the other initiatives that are happening regarding talent development within the organization. I think all those things become real important to kind of think through mm-hmm. um, and things to do to move that strategic um, succession planning process forward. Um, mm-hmm. Andre, did I hear your voice? No, no, I'm just agreeing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and Did you what you're saying? This, this just kind of popped into my head, um, having heard what Andre said, I think it was during the first session, where it doesn't have to be something that is this huge, momentous, um, you know, we all got to sit around a table and, like, figure this out. It's not like trying to write a grant. It It's really... I think can be done in so many different ways and it's creating the culture of succession planning mm-hmm. as much as I believe it is actually coming up with, quote, the plan. Right. And I know here in our organization at the Neighborhood House in San Diego, our CEO tasks each of the senior uh, team members with coming up with a succession plan for their department. And then agency-wide, there are things that we do uh, with regards to our own internal leadership development program, as well as looking to other organizations, you know, such as the Alliance and others who may offer training opportunities, um, and making sure that we're building bench strength within the organization. Mm-hmm. We've just come up with um, a program that the CEO um, thought of, kind of patterning it after experience that he had with the city of San Diego, where the, his office, uh, we're identifying a liaison, someone, they will be like a special liaison or a special assistant um, to the president, and that person will have an opportunity to kind of rotate through um, his office for like a three to four month period. Um, different ones kind of coming in and out will identify, uh, I think, four individuals for the year that will rotate in and out, or either it's three individuals for the year that will rotate in and out for you for months. I'm not sure, but I know we're just starting the interviews tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's a competitive process, but that will give them an opportunity to see the organization from a whole new level than they're typically in. So we're always kind of trying to think creatively, how do we support employees in developing greater breadth and depth in their experience so that they are prepared to take on additional opportunities. Anything um, that either of you want to speak to that you know of is happening in your organization or another organization that might give our listening audience some ideas as to some things that they can do to further develop talent and um, depth for a succession plan? Uh, The only other piece I would bring up, of course, and I think Jenny touched on this just a bit, 
um, is um, the persons of color uh, developing the pipeline around persons of color who are in leadership or who want to be in leadership. I think there's a, a great opportunity that's pre presenting itself, particularly as we think about, uh, again, the face and demographics of communities and neighborhoods changing. Uh, we've got a very large growing Latino community that I think is just uh, ripe for the harvest in terms of investing um, in um, their leadership capacities and competencies. So I would just add to the mix that we should in some way uh, strategically think about persons of color as we think about how we can integrate them into the succession and planning processes in terms of uh, taking on leadership roles uh, and capacities as we, as we think about the bigger picture as well. Yes, great, um, Andre. That obviously raises for me just thoughts around the work that you and I do and that Jenny joined us in doing at the Senior Leadership Conference and that we're looking forward to doing elsewhere around advancing equity. I think an important part of being able to advance equity mm -hmm. is looking to ensure that we have people who are prepared um, to take advantage of opportunities um, that an organization or community may have to offer. And so really being intentional right. about ensuring that we have... Um, you know, everyone included in the thought process, how do we bring them to the table, is, I think, a great point to make. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, any thoughts from yourself? Um, I've been listening to both of you and um, just really being more reflective than anything at this point, but it occurred to me that uh, the intentionality is so important um, as I've been in the position of CEO and I've been with the organization 29 years, but in the CEO position since July and last week had a meeting with division directors and one of the agenda items um, was succession planning. And it, it's not because we're going to spend, you know, the next six months kind of looking at this and talking about this in terms of writing a plan, but it's introducing the dialogue first and trying to create the culture so that everyone's kind of thinking along those lines and, and moving it forward as we go. Um, and that intentionality was very much something clearly that's been on my mind. Um, and I'm not sure we've really discussed that within the organization, throughout the organization with se senior managers. It was kind of handed down before. Mm -hmm. And you know, from the board level, um, and and so I'm just being reflective and thinking back to my earlier statement is that it doesn't, it's it's the get set, it you know the mm -hmm. the rest of it comes later. The get set is the in intentional mm -hmm. dialogue first. Yeah, no, very good. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to take another uh, brief break and be right back with more on leadership matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact InnoVisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264 
course, send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hey, back with more on Leadership Matters today, talking about succession planning to ensure leadership and program continuity. I want to ask the question, you know, um, lots of obstacles um, sometimes that we want to be mindful of to think about so that we can overcome, and sometimes um, things that we plan don't always go as we plan and um, might even be what we would call quotation marks. It might have failed. Um, any thoughts on obstacles or perhaps why a succession plan might not be successful? Either if you want to jump in on that. Jenny, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Well, I think sometimes when you talk about succession planning, um, I've seen when I've asked colleagues, do you have a succession plan? I see the deer in the headlight look. What? <laughs> um, and I think part of that is because there's always something more important to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's kind of such an uncharted territory for many people that they um, aren't sure which step to put forward first. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not sure that people sometimes feel, even in a CEO position, that they kind of have the voice or the authority to really be engaged in that decision-making process. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. could go on, but I think those are my top three or four why mm-hmm. why it doesn't always succeed. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as you said that, I'm thinking, so we think of succession planning, and it really is a strategic move within an organization, and it is usually strategy that sometimes take the back seat to, you know, all the burning what's next and what's now pieces, so that's kind of a interesting thing. Uh, Andre, thoughts for yourself? I, I would just add, you know, here's, uh, so I'm a huge proponent uh, of making sure you invest in uh, the human capital within your organization, but uh, sometimes, you know, we have too much of a narrow focus at times. I mean, many times we think succession planning means that, you know, my direct reports or reports 
Lovat will take over one day. Sometimes the the right the right leadership isn't within the organization. Sometimes you might have to go outside the organization as you think about the succession planning processes as well. So I I just push that to the forefront to mm-hmm. to, to think. Uh, sometimes we have to think a little bit more broadly than very specifically or, or narrowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other piece too is make sure you uh, as a savvy leader. Be careful about the succession planning processes because sometimes I'm thinking to myself, it can be a demotivating factor for other folks within that organization. I mean, if I'm uh, choosing uh, a few folks to really take the lead um, um, after I'm gone or others are gone, it may be demotivating to others who may have aspired to be in a leadership role or to take over a particular position. Uh, and so we've got to be very careful about the consequences of making sure we don't favor too much uh, one over others, and, and that certainly can have a, a negative effect as part of that process. So I just add those two pieces to the to the mixes for consideration. No, I think that's a really good point. I think that as leaders, really as individuals, we all are um, required just to be fair with our authority. Right, absolutely. And so um, when we're thinking about succession planning, we do need to think about a process that is fair. Right. And, um And even when I, before I start the grooming process, need to make sure that I'm not grooming in an isolated space, but I actually have, um, you know, considered how do I make this process um, a fair process so anyone has the opportunity, so to speak, for being prepared or groomed for this next level. And, uh, you know, so did I actually um, create a space that was competitive for them to get in that space or did I isolate it off and I wasn't fair in the process? So I think we can um, selectively groom and it needs to be a fair process um, to kind of get into that space. Uh, So I think those are very good um, thoughts and points. Any other final tips or thoughts for our leaders on this topic of succession planning? Uh, the only the only last piece I'll add uh, again, and I know we're going to wrap up here soon, is just again think about the investment. Uh, uh, again, I, I don't think this has to be an arduous or very rigorous process, but I do think once you commit to it, you know, commit to it, which means that um, uh, make the investments, make the investments in terms of time, make the investments in terms of of, uh, of money to develop the talent within the organization, uh, and, and and really create those opportunities. I mean, I think. You know, the biggest failure of, of, of any leader is when they negate or don't take um, consideration or tend to developing other leaders around that uh, uh, individual. So it's very important to, again, make the investment for the succession planning processes if they're going to be successful. And I think if you fail to do that as a leader, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have a bigger problem on your hand at the end of the day when that organization has to close its doors. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, how about yourself? Any final thoughts or tips? Um, not anything different than I think we've spoken about before. I, I just really think it's such an important process, and I think it's really the only way we can assure smooth um, kind of transition, uh, knowledge management, all the things that are important to an organization so that we don't skip a beat, if you will, and that we can continue to provide the services that we all exist to do. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and as we kind of have this conversation and we talk about talent, it always takes me back to, you know, the good to great Collins work mm-hmm. and with regards to making sure we have the right people on the bus and that they're in the right seat and that we're then taking the time and being intentional about developing them to be able to do what's necessary uh, performance-wise in delivering services uh, to the communities that we serve. So I think all of it, you know, ties together uh, so nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, upcoming events, books, references, or anything that either of you would like to throw out there that might also be helpful to our listening audience? Well, if folks are interested in our Executive Leadership Institute, uh, I'm not sure if there are still seats available, but, um, you know, our uh, institute takes place May 3 through the 8th, um, again, with University of Michigan. And so folks can go to our website, alliance1.org, to get more information on the Executive Leadership Institute. Uh, again, it's a great uh, way to invest in, in leaders, especially as you talk about the uh, succession planning processes. And so um, there um, is information about that institute uh, on our website. And um, incidentally, as we talk about uh, uh, change leadership and ELI alumni, uh, we have Dr. Wooten who's going to be doing a two-part on change leadership. Dr. Wooten, uh, I think both of us, all three of us know her. Uh, yeah. She's uh, one of the uh, key instructors at the Institute uh, University of Michigan. Now, uh, I believe she's an associate dean who's going to be delivering a two-parter on uh, change leadership. So that's going to be exciting as well. And that so is good. you can find more information on our website about those events. That's excellent. I remember her as an outstanding facilitator. I enjoyed her sessions yeah, and enjoyed the ELI uh, experience. So great. Thanks for mentioning that. Any other thoughts or um, references? Okay. Um, I don't know if listeners might be interested that the American Society on Aging, um, I think that the sector really also needs to be building bench strength, not necessarily around succession planning this way, but certainly bench strength in terms of meeting the needs of older adults. And the American Society on Aging is meeting in Chicago beginning March 23rd this month. Great. So we, our listening audience can Google them. So we are about to uh, sign off. It looks like we're out of time, but I have really enjoyed this conversation and hope that it's been helpful to others. Please join us on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Matter.